Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. What is today? Today's uh, March, March 8th. 8th. Oh, you know what? It's my mom's birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Spent all weekend working on her, on her birthday gift. So uh, today, we are going to be talking uh, with people from several levels within the deputy or me. We're going to be talking to people from several levels within the sheriff's office. Uh, we have everybody from commander to deputy, and the idea is just to kind of get to know the people that work in the county for you, keeping you safe, making sure that, that you know, life is, is good here in Taylor County. So, sitting around in front of me here, we have, uh, starting, we'll start with uh, everybody's favorite, Commander Couch, Greg Couch. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe everybody's favorite, Renee Bunting? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bunting. Yes, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have uh, Commander uh, Lad Sullivan, who's kind of becoming old hat at this. This is your, is this your third or your fourth third. podcast? Third, this? third yeah. podcast. Yeah. 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 He's, like the, he's becoming the senior You're man. You're seasoned over yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> you and Commander Couch will be giving each other a run for the money. And then I'm going to, you know what you told me? I'm going to mess this That's up. Okay. I am sorry. Deputy Kaylina Babb. That's correct. You oh, got wow. it. Right. 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 <laughs> Corporal Kevin Tedesco. Yes, sir. So a, a great cross-section of the sheriff's office today here. And one of the things I wanted to talk about is right now uh, out in the media and out with a lot of politicians, you're seeing people really trying to take away the perceived humanity of law enforcement out there. And I wanted to have you just kind of come in, talk with you a bit, um, maybe about what you got you started, what keeps you going uh, with law enforcement to get a feel out there for the community, to know who you are, what you're here for. And that in my experience, you've all been just fantastic people. And, and so I'm excited to do this and have you talk about the human side of, of law enforcement. Let's uh, go ahead and start. You know what? I'm going to start with you, Greg. Me? Yeah, you. Oh, perfect. So come on, what, what got you into law enforcement? Well, I had noticed uh, pretty early on in my life, around five years old, I have a, an aunt and uncle that lives in uh, Georgia. So I went out to visit them when I was five. And I remember my uncle, he, he was a police officer then. He had this cool looking uniform on. He had the big revolver on his hip and all shiny. And then the coolest part about the whole thing to me was the car because he drive his uh, patrol. Well, they call it, let's see, they call it a patrol car out there. You guys call it a patrol car here, but where I come from in Oklahoma, we call it a scout car. Hmm. Nobody's ever heard of that. I think, well, we'll get into that later. Anyway, the car was the coolest part to me because I just like the lights, the radios, you know, and the cars were always fast and everything. And um, ever since that, that night, you know, he, he, he brought us some donuts home, you know, of course, of course, <laughs> trying to, you know, get me pulled into the law enforcement thing with the donut. It's five donuts. Which were, I like donuts. I, I have no problem. I, I, eating I wouldn't it. like donuts. I love Good point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it started there. And then later on in life, uh, my older sister, when she was older, she, she dated a police officer from Oklahoma city where I lived at the time. And, I just, I knew from that day, I was like, I'm, I'm going to be a police officer and I'm going to work at the city of Oklahoma city. And that's in, what ended up happening. And, uh, next year it'll be 30 years that I've been a police officer. Wow. Um, wow. And Congratulations. it's just crazy. I feel time. old. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fam So it started with family member. Yeah. Um, what was it? Your uncle? It was my uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? Family member, family member. Yes. My father. Yeah. Yeah. My father was a deputy sheriff in Western New York state. Oh, wow. Oh, Where, where about in Western New York State? Jamestown, which is about an hour and a half south of Buffalo. Oh, okay. The southwest tip of the state. I, I knew somebody that lived in, there's just a little nowhere town called Medina way out there. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. know where Medina is. They're all 
little out of the way nowhere towns. Yeah, <laughs> all of them. And uh, out there, uh, what was it uh, the what was it the bar that's out there in uh, Rochester that's supposed to be where Buffalo Wings? Oh, oh, the Anchor Bar, the Anchor Bar in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo yeah. Wings. Buffalo the Wings. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. If, if you if you've tried to eat Buffalo Wings from anywhere other than the Anchor Bar, you have not had Buffalo Wings. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Okay. I've actually Noted. been I've been to the Anchor Bar yeah. now that we're talking about. Oh yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Mm-hmm. So what about you? What? Your, so your your father was a, a deputy sheriff for as long as I can remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, I was a baby when mm-hmm. he started the career field, so that's the only career I was ever raised around as far as a a, a role, male role model in my life. So just like like Commander Couch says, it was the same reasons. It was the cool car, it was the cool uniform, it was the cool equipment. How about the donuts? Uh, the donuts, of course, obviously. <laughs> yeah, any any cop that says they don't like donuts is not being truthful. We like truthful to call those with, power rings. Clarification. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah we, just... you just have to face reality. <laughs> okay. That is what it is. <laughs> Fair enough. Top uh, Deputy Bab, how about you? Um, so I'm a little bit more unusual. Um, I do not have police <laughs> police in my family at all. Um, so I got started with it because in a situation that I was in when I was about 12 years old. Um, at the time my mom was dating, um, a guy who was not so great. It was a domestic violence situation and pretty much I've blocked most of that from my memory at this point. But the only thing that I do remember is the deputies and actually they were Elbert County deputies who came that night. And that's all I can remember is how they were there. They helped me. And I mean, it's one of the greatest memories I've had and it just, it kind of stuck with me. Um, for as long as I can remember, but again, I don't, I don't have, I don't have law enforcement in my family. I am actually the first of my family, so okay. I think that's pretty cool to kind of that set cool. that legacy a little bit. Well, yeah. that's yeah, and yeah. the the inspiration that you're talking about, that's yes. outstanding. And yes, you know, right now the way that law enforcement is kind of viewed. Mm-hmm. We need to we need to get more people interested. You know, there's a lot of young people getting ready. Well, gosh, we're in a few months. We're going to have people graduating, yes. uh, and they're going to be looking for a career field, and they need to understand that uh, law enforcement can be a very rewarding, very honorable f- career for them to get into. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to <laughs> no, break, you're your, fine. break your train of thought nope, there. You're good. All right. Uh, how about uh, Commander Sullivan? Um, probably back when I was seven or eight years old, uh, my friend, my mom and dad were friends with a Lieutenant Colonel from the state patrol and he came by the house. So I'm in uniform and I told them that's what I'm going to be. And 20 years later, I was his trooper. Yeah. Wow. What, what organizations have you actually served as law enforcement <clears throat> officer? Cause you're air force before that. Correct. Right? Okay. Correct. Yeah. I was in the air force, a cop in the air force, um, with the state patrol, uh, Colorado division of gaming. And now, probably my funnest job, the Teller County Sheriff's Department. Oh, you ain't got to lie. So, in addition to having that that great inspiration at the beginning, you've also built up quite a uh, a diverse set of experience that you bring here. I, I, that's another thing people don't really kind of think about is that that just because you're uh, a deputy in Teller County doesn't mean that if you want to go be a deputy somewhere else, you want to go, you want to move somewhere, have some new experiences, that that's, that's available to you. Yeah, with the State Patrol, um, great career-building opportunity. I was an FTO, a Level 4 Technical Accident Investigator, a uh, Public uh, Information FTO? Officer. FTO? Yeah. Um, a Field I, Training Officer. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Um, a Public Information Officer. I'm a Use of Force Instructor, a Firearms Instructor. Uh, I got a new job for you, buddy, because... <laughs> 
I I actually went to therapy and have forgotten all my oh really had all that knowledge purged yeah therapeutic to make room for all this other knowledge but for me looking back over the thirty plus years now this organization and the people you work with on it in Teller County has been outstanding I've retired from the state and not really wanting to be in law enforcement but to have the opportunity to come back. Um, if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't be here. It's a, it's a kick. And how about you, Deputy Bunting? When we left uh, Fairfax County, Virginia, uh, we volunteered back there, and I could not wait to get to Colorado and start volunteering in my own community. And uh, we met up with uh, Kevin Doherty at the time and uh, said, let's start a volunteer group. He said, if you do all the work, we'll do it. And so we actually had 36 posse members, mounted unit, mounted units, and also, as well as regular posse. And, uh, and it was great. I mean, a huge group. We did all the training with the deputies and really got us involved. I'm working in the community, all the events, the parades, uh, traffic control. Uh, and I loved it. I loved it. And uh, actually, I went to take a job with the city of Woodland Park. And the sheriff gave me a job that day and said, hey, you know, you're here every day and I want you to stay here. So we're going to give you a job. And I was like, great. And so <laughs> I was like so excited because I didn't want to leave, but I wanted to work. I wanted to do something. But I love it. I do the same thing I did as a volunteer. Um, and it, and it's really great. I love being out in the community. Um, I love when people come up and, and I can help them or give them an answer to their question. Uh, and I think that I, I really wanted Teller County Sheriff's Office to be approachable. Because for a long time, we kind of had a bad rap, and, um, and I really wanted to fix that. I wanted people to say, I want to go there. And it is like a family. It's not like a regular agency. And trust me, I work with a lot of agencies out there, and it's not the same feeling. It's, it's more family. Um, and hopefully you all get that, too. I know oh, yeah. in the jail, it's, it's just huge. It's yeah. huge. <laughs> so I, got, I have to go back to the beginning of this here. You said that uh, they said if you do everything, then you'll be... You do everything? What? I know what. What is that? Talk. What is that? No, I think Slug. one of the biggest things, <laughs> yeah. one of the biggest things is when you have people out in the community and somebody can recognize you um, in civilian clothes. Um, I, I really think that is huge to me because when I left Fairfax County, I knew people. And even though it was huge, and that made me feel good because people say, oh, you, you know, I saw you at the volunteer place and I saw you at the safety awareness. And, um, and now here where I live and people recognize me, that is huge to me because I feel like I'm making a difference. I'm helping them and they know they can call me. I mean, I bet most of the people out there know my, my phone number and they will call and say, I have this emergency. Well, then you need to call 911, not me. <laughs> and, and I find myself saying that all the time. So it's kind of funny. But, um, but I love it. I love it that they think, hey, if I want a CPR class, I'm going to call Deputy Bunting and find out when the next CPR class is or where are they doing COVID testing. And I want to be helpful. And so I really, that's what I love about the sheriff's office, that we are able to offer those services in out to the community. Now, you, you had also mentioned something about the, the sheriff's office is now much more approachable than it used to be. And I suspect that a large part of that is how the sheriff has expressed his desire to have the deputies and, and the, the, everybody who interfaces with the public to interface in a way that is much more approachable than maybe 
his predecessors have, have done. Absolutely. Um, and I think by having those sheriff's coffees, by meeting with the HOAs, by meeting with the faith-based community, he is saying, hey, I want you out there. He asked the lieutenants and the commanders and staff, I want you guys to be there. If somebody has a question, I want them to know how to get that answer. Who do I call? Um, just like this past week, we had a um, coffee with the sheriff. Directed patrol. People were asking questions about it. Well, you know, we didn't leave this year and we're normally snowbirds, but, you know, we used to do this directed patrol, but now we're going away for the weekend. So how does that work? Because we're not leaving for three months. We had numerous people sign up for directed patrol this past week because the sheriff addressed it. He put it out there. A free service that we offer in this community and people like, I want a law enforcement officer to drive by my community to check on my house, not necessarily get out and shake the doors, but just to drive through for that presence. That's huge to people because that will deter someone from coming in there. And the sheriff is the one who's pushing those things. The CPR, the stop the bleed, the women's self-defense, the bullying, um, sure. all of that stuff that are issues in our community. And he's addressing it and saying, you know what? What do you want? Because I want to give that to you. Mm-hmm. Now, Deputy Babb. Out there, while you're on the road and you're interfacing with the public out there, what kind of policies or what kind of attitude do you uh, take with you that that has been instilled by the organization? You know, one of the biggest attitudes that I've learned being at Teller County is, you know, even when you're arresting somebody and they've done something wrong, they're still human and you have to treat them as such. They're having a bad day and maybe that's the first time they've been in jail. Maybe that's the 10th time they've been in jail. It doesn't matter. But the biggest thing that I see in our deputies um, in general is treating them as human beings. And that's the way we want to be respected, you know, back to us as deputies and as law enforcement. So we give respect to them. They give respect to us. And I feel like that is a huge thing, especially in the jail. I see that a lot in the jail um, where they have really good communication. And that's great. And we want to bring that to them off of the road because in turn, the jail is dealing with them after we've dealt with them. So bouncing over to the jail, Commander Sullivan. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, so talk, I, we've actually had a quite a conversation about how the jail maintains the humanity of the people that, that go in there. Um, any, anything quick that you can expand on here for our conversation? We actually talked about it at home this weekend. Uh, do what's right, do your best, and treat other people the way you want to be treated. And if you can follow those rules, everything else is pretty simple. Uh, so Corporal Tedesco, mm-hmm. I would assume that as a detective, there's probably a lot of responsibility that you have on your shoulders as far as investigating the different crimes and, and such going on out there and making sure that people are, be able, are able to make their lives whole again. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I take that, that burden seriously. We need to make sure that all of the investigations that we're presented with, the victims are treated fairly and, and given a thorough opportunity to identify what's happened with them and allow our detectives to have all the proper resources and support to investigate it to its fullest. Rather than shortchange any investigation, we always want to make sure that we're, we're giving our best. And even though at face value, some of those investigations might seem somewhat routine at times, um, we're, we're, we receive a lot of similar investigations. However, to that specific victim or the people involved in that case, it very well is probably the most significant event in their life. And especially in this undoubtedly is at that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So we need to make sure that we interact with them and treat them with that courtesy. That is in fact, what's happening. And one of the benefits that we have is we have a great working relationship with other agencies such as DHS, TESA, CASA, 
um, et cetera, the agencies that can support us with that effort. It allows us to put more focus and effort on the actual investigation of the of the offense and bring that to a successful prosecution and allows the other agencies to support us in that fact where they can engage the victim and or the victim's family to bring resources to them to support them in that effort. It's, it's, a, it's a burden, um, but it's a welcome burden, and we, we, we enjoy it. We enjoy that opportunity. Yeah, how many people do you know that would say, I enjoy meeting people on the worst day of their lives? Well, which is typically, honestly, a lot of our exposure, but there's a lot of good too. But Well, when you're meeting them on the worst day of their lives, I'm assuming that part of your job is to make that badness better. Yes. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. Really Definitely. While you're there. Now, you were talking about other agencies. Last week, we had in uh, the, the uh, state patrol uh, guys, and they were, they were, I mean, just fantastic folks. Yeah. And when we were off the microphone, uh, and I'm not going to go into the story, but uh, Corporal Hazlett had a very, very personal story about why he uh, joined into law enforcement. It was, it was heck, I was wiping yeah. my eye. It yeah. was beautiful. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, we're all, we're all associated with the sheriff's office in here. So what about interactions with other uh, agencies that you've had and seen as, as far as them working with the community and the people out there? I can relate directly to that. I'm um, having worked for uh, uh, neighboring agencies years ago. I didn't quite see the working relationship that I wished we would have had um, with, with the sheriff's office here. And I think that's improved greatly. Our deputies, our line level personnel works directly with the line level personnel surrounding and, and adjoining agencies on a frequent basis the supervisors within our agency, we support that. And we also have that same working relationship with the, the supervisory staff of the other neighboring agencies as well. Um, so I think there's been a drastic change in the years current as far as that goes. One of the things you were talking about is that um, the, the, the ability to make a big difference in somebody's life. And like you were talking about Deputy Bab with the people that, that you – it may be the worst day of their life, but you make sure that you treat them as human as – you're interfacing with them, whether you have to transport them to, to jail or whatever. Um, and in the end, that could very well make a huge difference in the outcome of their situation. Well, we, we make we make a lot of difference. I mean, I have several situations where I'll be in civil clothes and civilian clothes and I'll be at Walmart just because I live up here. I'm a part of this community as well on a personal level and on a working level. And I have several people who have walked up to me and thanked me for arresting them. That seems ridiculous, but it's true. Um, and usually, you know, after that, they they get their life straight and it's impactful for them the way that you treat them. I mean, it makes a difference. I assume that they were heading down the wrong path and, and by arresting them and, and giving it them turned that them correction, around. it yeah. gets them going in the It yeah. gave them that little wake up that they needed, like, oh... This is yeah. not where I want to be going. I, I was going to make a point. Um, unfortunately, in that regard, I came from a large agency. I wor- And, you know, you could live, it was 625 square miles of a city. That's as large or larger than Teller County. So there wasn't a lot of that recognition. So I, I don't have a lot of, I guess, stories of me knowing what, if any, impact I had on anybody's life, good or bad. But in a small community like Teller County, that's I could see where that would be, would happen quite a bit because we all shop at the same stores and mm-hmm. and everything. How about COVID? What has COVID done for oh, your no. the way you do business? <laughs> From the jail perspective, it changed a lot how we operate. Um, it limited the 
type of individuals that we would bring into the jail. Um, we had to go through a 14-day quarantine. Officers had to be tested in and out every day. Inmates were uh, screened every day. Um, it had a big impact on how the jail operates. Slowly, we're returning to our normal, and hopefully soon we'll be back to normal. One of the things that people don't quite understand with the jail is that you have a responsibility to make sure that all your inmates are kept healthy and safe and all that kind of thing. So they, they think you go to jail and, you know, it's a dark hole and you can be cobwebs and cracks in the walls and stone toilets. And <laughs> no, stuff no. Like yeah, we uh, basically we're a small community within a community. Um, we take care of all the hygiene products, their food, their clothing, their medical care. And then you throw COVID in there. And uh, now suddenly, and, you know, you're trying to make sure that COVID does not come into the facility, which I can say we did not have one case inside the facility of COVID, which I'm very proud of. The guys did a great job. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's outstanding. Um, So it was a challenge trying to interact with the public to explain um, some of the challenges that we were facing. Additionally, especially coming from the investigation standpoint, we rely heavily on the support and assistance of other outside agencies like Colorado Bureau of Investigation or federal agencies, et cetera. And sometimes their work progress was slowed because of the the COVID issue. So domino effect, sometimes that would slow our abilities um, to gain assistance from them just because they were restricted as well. So the domino effect would slow our process and our progress. So we were having to look for additional outside help to, to try to come to a conclusion or completion on some of our our investigations as well. Uh, so it sounds like there's a lot of challenges, but it also sounds like there are a lot of rewards to working in law enforcement. Uh, one of the, I, I, as I mentioned earlier, one of the things that I would like to do out there is, uh, I know there are a lot of great people out there that are getting ready to, I was talking about graduating high school earlier, maybe looking for another career, have, have some time that can go get post-certified, uh, and maybe even look into you know, becoming a law enforcement professional. Is there anything that you may want to say to somebody who is looking for a career that might guide them towards the same career path that, that, that you've chose? This is the best career I've ever had. I'm, yeah, I'm only 28 years old. I haven't had a lot going on. <laughs> I get that. But um, I love this job, and it has so many avenues that open up. You know, you don't have to just be a patrol deputy or, you know, patrol officer. You can be... You know, you can explore being canine or you can explore being a detective. You can explore, you know, staff level jobs. There's different avenues that you can take um, and you can get there, you know, SRO, just several different things and places that you can go in this career. And it doesn't have to just be strictly based on what, you know, most the public thinks that cops do is shoot guns and drive, drive cars. That's not there's so much more depth to this career, so much more depth that I, I feel like is lacking on knowledge base for, for people who are graduating, who are looking for that next step in their life. Now, one of the things you're talking about was SRO with uh, everybody out there. Well, a lot of people will know uh, Officer Joe, who is unfortunately, he's going to be leaving us, right? He's, that is, he's yes, moving yes, out, he of, is. out of the state. Yes. And, but uh, uh, he talk about somebody who could be an inspiration for the kids. Uh, sure. He, he, a lot of people really... Kids, parents, teachers, everybody. You've uh, got some huge shoes to fill. I do. That is correct. I, I, yes. uh, I have some pretty big shoes Are you to fill. taking that on? I will be the new SRO oh, at right, Summit great. Elementary. <laughs> all right. All right. There you go. 
So uh, get them while they're young. Yes. Yeah, you'll, you'll be the new inspiration. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting there. We're you know, going to classes all day today. So it's been a fun day so far. <laughs> I think it's a lot of pressure on you, it honestly, is. because four out of five of us in here talked about when we were young, we were imprinted with this vision of a police officer. So your boots have to be shined up every day. Mm-hmm. Your uniform's got to look crisp and you, yeah. you have to walk the walk. Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure. It is. And, and I, I mean, de- and then Deputy Joe, he's, I mean, he has made an impression on that school. I've seen it already yeah. just in my couple shifts that I've been there. And I mean, I just, I get choked up when he starts telling these kids, you know, hey, I'm, I'm leaving. And the, he has made such a huge impact on this school. I'm just, I'm really sad that he's going, but I'm happy for me for, you mm-hmm. know, my next step in my career. Yeah. And, and if you're thinking about a career, you're, you're out there and you might happen to be listening to this. If you're thinking about a career in law enforcement, there's one piece of advice. There's a couple, but I'll save the second one. There's one piece of advice that I can definitely give you, and that is try to move around every four years or so and do something different. You do tend to get burned out doing the same thing over and over, and that's just for any job, I would imagine. We're we're getting to the point where it's uh, it's time to wrap this up. And and the point of this podcast, what I wanted to do was just to, to bring you in here and, and let the community understand you as, as people as opposed to as that individual in uniform over there. Um, you, know, it's, you know that when the wolf is at the door, when it's time to go out there and, and stand up against it, and you know when it's time to go out there and scratch it behind the ear. So uh, it, with that understanding, you do a great job of keeping balance within this community. And I hope that everybody out there listening to this understands that, that, that you are people and that you have to make very important decisions every day and that it is very rewarding and challenging at the same time. And that if there are great people out there looking for something to do with their life that will make a difference, this is a great choice for them. So uh, thank you, everybody out there for joining us and all of you in the, in the studio here today. Thank you so much for coming in and talking with us. So that's going to be. Thanks, Thank you. Um, and so that'll be it until, well, hopefully next week. Everybody, thank you for joining us out there, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. (laughs) This podcast was made possible by the Teller County Honorary Deputy Sheriff's Association. The HDSA is a nonprofit organization dedicated to increasing public safety and awareness by providing safety and survivability equipment to deputies, administering community events like Shop with a Hero, and enabling information programs like this podcast. 